today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This is Hall of Fame weekend in Hamilton. Uh, it's been a while since we've had one because it's been a while because of COVID, right? Uh, and it's a special one this year for a lot of reasons, uh, not the least of which is the fact that we're out of the pandemic for the most part anyway. So we're back and watching football. And uh, we've got two years worth of inductees that are going to be inducted all at once. And it's going to start tonight. Uh, with the dinner and uh, reception. Um, and then, of course, the big game tomorrow uh, with the Calgary Stampeders, which is also the Tiger Cats' home opener this year. And uh, the inductees will be introduced to the crowd at uh, Tim Hortons Field then. Uh, but we're going to give you a preview of that because one of my all-time favorite Hamilton Tiger Cats is one of the inductees this year. And he is uh, defensive tackle Mike Walker. Uh, and he's with us right now on the program. Michael, thank you for having uh, some time to be with us today. It's a great, uh, great pleasure to have you on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh... Man, it's always good to get back to Hamilton to see the people, and uh, uh, man, it's just uh, it's just great being here. I can't wait to see everybody tonight. Well, we can't wait to see you too. It's been a long time. Well, we're going back to Ivor Wynn yeah. Stadium, of course, back in those days. And congratulations! What an honor to be inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, what an honor. I uh, I got the call from uh, a good friend Pierre Percheval that I played against and played with my last two years in Edmonton. It was uh, he just kind of caught me by surprise, and, and, man, that made my day. I couldn't believe I uh, finally got the call, and I'm just over overjoyed. I can't wait to uh, get up there and, and tell about uh, the old Hamilton days and talk about Ticat football and, and how important defense was to me and to our teammates. So it all comes down to team. It was We were one big team. It wasn't any individuals on our team. That's what made us pretty good back in the day. Well, you were just in one great, talented team, too. Uh, ten years in the yeah. league, for those who may not remember. Eight of them with the Tiger Cats, and the last two, as you just mentioned, Mike, with the, the Edmonton Eskimos, who weren't a bad team those days either. Uh, but so it's going to be great to get back together. But, uh, well, you know the numbers. 95 and a half sacks in your career. You're 14th overall still in the league. Uh, uh, you're, yeah. you're there. Uh, but you've got some great memories. I know when you first came up here, uh, you know, here you're new city, new football team. And you found out that uh, the, the guy who was playing quarterback for the Ticats back in those days was a guy that you followed. Tommy Clements was, was the guy. That must have been a real thrill. Real thrill. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. I couldn't believe I was in the same locker room with Tom Clements because I grew up in Indiana, and uh, yeah. all we have there is Notre Dame football, Purdue, and Indiana basketball. So <laughs> Tom Clements was a legend back in the day, and I couldn't believe I was in the same locker room with him. And he, uh, he uh, showed me the ropes. Uh, came up to me and then I we were talking about Indiana back in the day and man I felt comfortable right off the bat and it was an honor to just be on the same team as him even though he beat us in the Grey Cup when he was with Winnipeg <laughs> yeah I remember <laughs> that one too <laughs> yeah that I wasn't comfortable with that trade game. either Mike yeah that well listen I'm I want to talk about it because you had some great seasons, as I mentioned. Uh, you're a, a terror against opposition quarterbacks. Uh, but every time we're going to talk about guys like you and and, and Grover and, uh, and and a bunch of other people that had legendary careers, you got to talk about the 1986 season. Uh, that was uh, yeah. one of the most incredible seasons because it started out pretty poorly, didn't it? I mean, you guys were one in five at the beginning of the season. Everybody said, well, that, yeah. write these guys off. They're not going anywhere. And something changed on that team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what changed was, uh, well, actually coming off those first two losses, uh, 84 and 85, we, we went into camp, uh, you know, thinking about getting back to that great cup and, and fixing that because we didn't want, we didn't want to go 0 and 3 and, and, and pull that. We wanted to win a great cup. And I think 
we got off to a slow start. Our offense had a tough time getting going, but as soon as Mike Kerrigan got rolling and uh, and our defense got rolling, I think we had a few injuries early. And uh, then the midseason came around. Man, we came around and we started winning some games. Uh, and, you know, that first playoff game uh, <clears throat> against Toronto. Well, I want to talk and, about that and, uh, in a second. The, yeah, the total points. Yeah, well, I want because I I want to remind people about exactly how that went. Uh, I talked to a, well, I know a good friend of yours too, my dear friend, John Salavatis, Coach Sal, who was of course on the coaching staff oh, that Coach year. Oh, Coach Sal, yeah, yeah. And and oh uh, yeah, John's still around. I'm telling you, and as uh, as great as ever. But he told me he says I think the turning point that season was the game in Regina, and he says we were losing at halftime. And I, I know you yeah. remember this. Just to remind the fans. And Sal said he says you know what the players told the coaches get out. We, we need to talk during halftime. And, yeah, uh, and because sure yeah, you on defense, you guys had 12 leaders on defense. I mean, you know, you and Grover and Ben and, and, and Leo and you're down the list. Uh, and, yeah. and I guess you guys had a pretty heartfelt conversation in, in the locker room there. I'm sure it was pretty spirited, yeah. but you came back yeah, and that won was, that game. Yeah. And, and boy, you, you guys were almost unstoppable after that. Yeah. We, uh, I think, I think we kind of got fed up with everything, put it, put it that way. But, uh, I remember Paul Bennett spoke up and because uh, he was our leader soon as you know our team our defense changed when Paul Bennett came to town it was we needed a quarterback on defense and he was the guy because yeah. he was he was vocal and uh and he knew his stuff and he was smart and he's been there and we needed that kind of leader back behind us and uh man he spoke up that day in Saskatchewan and man we we turned it around from then on I think that was a turning point you're right uh, and and things got better and well and you got healthier too. You're you're absolutely yeah. right. Some guys that were banged up came yeah. back. Uh, so you you finished second that year, of course. Uh, the Argos finished yeah. uh, first. And in those days, uh, there was uh, there was no Eastern Final per se. It was a two game total point series. One game in Hamilton, one right. game in Toronto. And since you guys right. were second, the game the the last game was going to be. And you got beat right here at Ivorwood Stadium. The Argos handed you a pretty solid defeat. So you're going back yeah. to the to play the Argos. You're already down. I think it was 18 points uh, before the game even starts. Points. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and it, and it didn't go well in the first half, did it? No, it didn't. I couldn't believe what was happening. The very first quarter, well, the very first play, Les Brown goes down, and we needed him. What a critical critical injury! Yeah. He goes down on the kickoff return, so uh, he goes down, and then John Malinowski. Our offensive tackle goes down, and Pat Brady has to step in and play offensive line. Oh, man, we were <laughs> – from the get-go, we didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, oh, man, I can't believe this is happening. But then things changed around, and, uh, again, Mike Kerrigan got hot. And Steve Stapler, Ron Ingram, Rocky, those guys got hot and started putting some points up, man. Next thing you know, we're on top and we're winning. I was like, oh, man, let's go. So Just an incredible second half. Watch, so. We started to get to JC, and things just turned around. Like in, in, in two quarters, it turned. So it was a rough start, but then we we hung together and got through that game. And then, man, the rest is history. We went to that Great Cup, and you know, I remember I, I remember walking in the locker room ten minutes before we were going out to play, and everybody in there was was so focused and, and stoic. I was like, man, there's no way we're going to lose this game, you know? Yeah, we but everyone else. Just about everybody in the country thought, why are you guys even showing up? And these were the mighty Edmonton yeah. Eskimos. The 1986 yeah. Edmonton Eskimos had Matt Dunnigan and Damon Allen on that team as quarterbacks. Sure uh, an incredible offensive uh, line and, of course, an incredible array of receivers. 
Uh, and and everybody thought, well, that, that's kind of nice that you beat the Argos, but you know, you're going to get your clocks cleaned in Vancouver when you play Edmonton. Uh, you guys, you guys had a different. I've talked to. There's a great video, by the way, Mike. When you come up, you got to ask the cats about this. Uh, and it's it's uh, it's Leo Ezrin, Ben Zambiazzi, and Les Les Brown all sitting around watching the highlights of that '86 game, and they're, they're offering their comments. And I, I, it was probably a day you'll never forget, will you? No, we'll never forget that day because um, we knew they were. You know, such a great team. Uh, we knew going in that uh, actually we knew we had to get to Matt Dunnigan and Dame Allen. Our defensive line and our linebacking core, we uh, we knew what we needed to do to win that game, and we had to get pressure on Matt, and we did. And, man, Grover had a great game. I think he had five or six sacks. And uh, Well, so did you. And, you oh, had yeah, an outstanding game. game, and so did and so did Dave yeah. Sove, who just came back from an injury, and and he had I think I think Dave had three or four sacks in that game. Yeah, Sove and uh, let's see, uh, Mitch Price have had. A Mitch sack Price was sack. there. Yeah, I think we had total. I think we had a total of thirteen or fourteen sacks on that on that day, and but you know it was, we started from the get go. The very first start, we caused a fumble. Uh, we we sacked Dunnigan, and we caused a fumble, and the offense got the ball, and man, it's. From the get go, from the very get go, we knew what kind of game was going. It was going to be because we were so fired up. We were, we were, we were, man, we were on the nut. We were on a mission. Put it that way. We we're on a mission, and we got it. Well, done. yeah, for everybody in the country that thought, well, this is going to be a, a blowout, uh, it was. But yeah. I mean, what were you up twenty-seven nothing at halftime? <laughs> yeah, we sure were. We sure were. <laughs> and uh, we, it's just, we it was just one of the great moments in Tiger Cat history. Yeah, I think I think it was one of the best Grey Cups. Man, around to the to the eighty nine Grey Cup. Gee, I don't want to think about that one. Wow. You know, I know they that's, keep that's saying that's time. the greatest Grey Cup of all time. We lost. It wasn't the greatest of all time. How could it be? You lost well, in the last play, of course. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it wasn't great to me. So, oh well. <laughs> <But> you know, <laughs> and that was the year we had a good year. We had a our record was pretty outstanding good. year. Yeah. But, I mean, everything that could go wrong in that 89 Grey Cup almost did. I mean, there were injuries. Remember, Earl Winfield had to play defense for a few games, a few plays. You guys were so shorthanded there. Yeah, he played defensive back. Yeah, because Lance Shields got hurt, right? Yeah, that's right. right. uh, But it was, you know, Tony Champion's great catch in the end zone. A lot of highlights for that one, too. That's got to be the greatest catch in CFL history. Mike, i got to ask you, during your great – career up here with the cats talk about playing with coach al bruno uh, you know everybody i've talked to that ever played for this guy just said you know what yeah. great coach great guy doesn't really get the recognition he deserves no he doesn't you know i i never forget al bruno was the guy that called me when i was at washington state university i was uh coming off an ankle injury i had surgery on my ankle and uh so i didn't get called to the nfl and I didn't know what I was going to do. So Al Bruno calls me and starts talking about Hamilton Tiger football. <clears throat> I didn't know what he's talking about. I didn't know anything about Canadian football back in the day because it wasn't on TV back then. I didn't know. And uh, Al, Al talk, started talking uh, defensive line play, and, and then he started talking contract. I was like, contract? I didn't know they paid for football other than the NFL. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Next thing I know. I'm on a plane going to Toronto, and Al, Al was the first guy to pick me up, and we talked the whole way going to Hamilton, going to St. Catharines to camp. And, yeah. uh, man, what a great guy. I couldn't believe how down to earth and, and how knowledgeable he was about the CFL. And uh, <clears throat> next thing I know, he's our head coach. 
I was like, man, that's awesome because he's a player coach. He would ask us what we thought needed to work or what we thought needed we needed to work on instead of, you know, telling us what we need to do. He would ask us first, and uh, everybody respected him for that, and he was always had a positive thing to say. Uh, he would come through the locker room every day and, and, and ask every person how they're doing. That's the kind of guy he was. And, man, I don't think people realize how great a coach and how great a person he was. He needs to get more recognition. Well, I know uh, my friend, good friend Leo Wesman's coach played right behind you there. Of course, as a linebacker, I always said he says, yeah. "You know what? We'd won for Al. I mean, you, you just you wanted to do anything you could for Al because he always did that sure sort of did. thing for you guys." Yeah, we sure did. But that was uh, actually you're right. That's what we played for. We wanted to win one for Al because we had lost two in a row, and yeah, and we were telling ourselves going to that game, you know, Edmonton's all this, but man. There's no way we're coming out of here without winning this game. That's I think that was on everybody's mind. Exactly. Uh, just a great career, and I know you're going to be doing a lot of reminiscing, talking to some of the guys uh, when you yeah. get to bed. Listen, i got to ask you. I've got a minute or so left here. Uh, you've had some health issues recently and some surgeries. And uh, yeah. How are you doing? How are you feeling these days? Uh, feeling feeling good. I uh, My everyday routine, i got a routine down. I go to the gym three days a week. I I do cardio and do my exercises, and I hit the, I hit the pool. I do workouts in the water, and on the days like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I, uh, I walk in my neighborhood and do my exercises at home in my backyard. And so I got a routine I got going. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm disabled right now, and you know I'm using uh, assistance like uh, my walking canes or my walker. But uh, for a while there, my, after my surgery, I was in a wheelchair for a year, and so I got away from that. And uh, I'm working my way back. It's going to be a grind, but you know, I I know how to do the workouts. I know how to uh, I know what it takes, and I'm going to get there. I'm working on it. It's every day. It's an everyday um, challenge. Mike, look, you've never backed down from a challenge, and you didn't lose very no. many either. In your case. so I'm, I, 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 we're all optimistic and hopeful that this is going to go. And you've made great progress on this so far. It's going to be great yeah. to have you back. It's going to be great to, to, for you to reminisce with some of the guys from some of those great teams. Yeah. Uh, the fans yeah. miss you. They loved you, and of course, as you know, we all. By the way, I, I got we do forgive you. By the way, for going and joining the Argo coaching staff back in 2009, it's oh. it's it's, it's, a, it's a cardinal <laughs> sin for any Tiger Cat to go and play uh, coach the Argos. But you did. Yeah, well. You're you're, you're forgiven. You, you know what happened? I don't think people know how that happened. So I was doing an internship with the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, it was my second week, and Miles Burrell was there uh, scouting. So I'm on the other side of the field after a second practice. I look over there. I was like, man, who's that big guy over there with a book in his hand? I get closer. I was like, Miles Burrell, and I don't think he knew I was there. So all of a sudden we started talking, and uh, he goes, walk. You know, we don't even have a D-line coach. And this is when Kavis Reed was the coordinator yeah. and Rich Stuber was the head coach. They didn't have a D-line coach. I was like, what? So I was going to stay with Seattle and work into a position. But then uh, Coach Stuber gave me a call. And next thing I know, there I am in Toronto. So I there guess you go. I was saying to myself, wow, I guess after you play, you got to find work. And uh, somehow yeah, exactly. it doesn't matter where you work at as long as it's football. So... Tell everybody, don't be mad at me. I was only <laughs> no, we're not. Long, long forgiven. Mike, thank you so much for the time today, and congratulations once again on your induction into the Hall of Fame. Uh, very well deserved, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay? Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Mike Walker, former Hamilton Tiger Cat, great. 
uh, being inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame this weekend. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.